If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. At participating McDonald's. Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. Man, what's up? This your boy Young JR, chilling with my partner Trapway Trigger, and we out the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. Ain't nobody wanna die. Ain't nobody wanna die. Ain't nobody wanna die. All right, so we got Young JR off the porch with us today. Yo, yo, what's up? What's going on, man? Talk to me. I'm feeling good, man. How you feeling today, man? Man, I'm feeling my, I'm feeling all right. You know, I'm blessed to be here, bro. Yeah, definitely. You know, it's a good situation for me. Yeah, you know, man. I brought my crew with me too, so it's all good. Okay. Yeah, introduce uh, who you got sitting up here with you today, man. I got my homie Trap Ray Trigger, you know, representing Memphis, Tennessee, you know, original East Memphis. You feel me? Sitting right next to me, day okay. one. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's day what's one. up, man. All right, so you're originally from Memphis, right? Yes, sir, East Memphis. Okay. So what was your childhood like growing up there in East Memphis? You know, my childhood was a, it was a journey, you know, you had to, had to get it out the mud, you know. You know, I had my times. It was it, it was rough for me. You know, I was one of those kids that experienced, you know, living with no lights and, you know, and hardly having food or, you know, and just had to wash clothes in the tub. And, you know, like I came, I came from that from that struggle. But, you know, even part of that struggle is still a part of the reason why, you know, who I am today. So, you know, I came I came from a place that's real. Like Memphis is a is a is a real place. So, you know, you see a person come from up out of there and they successful, you know, they, they, they thorough. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a battleground. It's shit like Dragon Ball Z, bro. Only the strong survive, you know? So it's, a, it's, it's all love with me there. Okay. Yeah. So at what age would you say you jumped off the porch? My I probably jumped off the porch around 11, 11, 12, young, this nigga, you know, and a couple of rest of the homies and shit. You know, my partner Sleepy Rooted ain't here and you know, uh, you know DeAndre and uh, man, a lot of people. You know, a lot of people that's representing Memphis. You know, and you said uh, real you, young though. Yeah, real you said young. you were exposed to the violence there at a young age, also, right? Man, yeah, like real young. You know, just just unexpected shit. You know, just like really, really, just everyday shit to the point like it's it's almost like a a norm to a second. You feel me? Just go the other way, you know? Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. I got you. And you live in Minneapolis now, right? Yeah, Minneapolis, Minnesota, man. Okay. For sure. So when and why did you move up there? Um, man, my mom got tired of my ass. You know, I was, I was active and constantly fighting and, you know, you know, uh, just being active, you know, and, and, and just, you know, having disagreements with certain people. You know, and some of them people ain't alive to this day, and you know, some of them we was able to, you know, fix that. You know, but uh, it's just life, man. You know, everybody don't see eye to eye. 
So just getting the activities and you know, she couldn't like she couldn't she couldn't control me. I was wilding out. Like I'm cool now, the man I am now, but like young, like we was young and shit, like nah, you know, it was it was it was fucked up. So I guess she just tied her hands with me, you know, because I ain't had no father around and you know, the housing situation was, was real crazy, you know. I just be one of them one of them real ones to say, you know, I, I dealt with a situation with like no no father there, you know, maybe a guy coming and going, but nothing was really solid to learn from that. So I tend to learn my shit from the streets. You know, I, I remember one, uh, I got a lot of stories, but one of my stories, man, one of the homies, you know, East Memphis, you know, rest in peace, Ali, like, uh, me and his little cousin, man, we used to like, he was like, man, I'll pay y'all $40, man, go take all them ties off the car. Somebody <coughs> probably owe the money or something, you know, I just had my way to just going to go give me some money so I can be able to take care of myself even. Yeah. you know, have uniform for school and shit like that. So one of those situations for me, like shit, if I ain't do shit, I don't get shit. So, you know, yeah, it is what it is. So how would you say the two cities either compare or differ? And how was your transition moving up there? Uh, I gotta be careful what I say is, but I'm gonna be real when I say this shit. Like, I feel like, 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 uh, for my transition from Memphis to Minnesota, like I learned a lot, I matured a lot. You know, my, my, my mind was able to operate in ways I've never seen myself doing that, you know, because I never thought I would be in a place like that, you know. So I basically went up there with, with my dad's side of the family, you know. He was in the feds, you know. You know, he had a case and shit going on at that time and shit. So it was like, you know, um, man, if you look at that shit, it was like, basically my mom gave up on me at a, at a young age. I was like 14, she sent me out, you know? So that transition was like, kind of happy to get away in a sense, but then it was like, you know, I don't know what's next type shit. So everything else was just a learning process for me. And I just adjusted to being in Minnesota and learning how they move because they move completely different. And I bumped my heads a lot because I was really thinking like this and like this, and it wasn't really so much like that. It was more like this. So I had to like really transition, but um, the difference probably, well, it, Minnesota and, and Memphis break down in too many different ways, you know? Minnesota is a, is a, is a purple mist, you know? It's, it's, it's nice, it ain't nice, but it's nice. So, you know, you gotta be careful with just anything. And like, you know, Memphis is a real authentic place. Yeah. And the niggas ain't taking no shit. Ain't none of that going on. You know, it's just gonna be what it is. Or it ain't what it ain't, you know, get the fuck on. You know, that's just what it is with anything. With business, whatever. So, you know, but when it comes to the music part of things, like, I feel like, like Memphis fuck with me wherever I do. The ones that know me or know of me and you know, just see what I'm doing, like they, they fuck with me. It don't have to be a so much what's there or what ain't there. They just see a, you know, a motherfucker is, is pushing. And ain't too many people pushing like that. So I just get that respect. That just, that don't go nowhere. Like, you know, Minnesota, you know, I had to put in work there. I couldn't like live off my pop's name and shit, you know, come out and my, I could probably speak or whatever, it's cool. But like my pops used to be the gov of the, of the folks in Minnesota. So he had a huge name and a huge influence, like, and, and I didn't want to kind of really live off of that. So I just kind of just did my own thing and shit. But um, it's, 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 it's different. 
I really couldn't. I really couldn't compare to, compare the same. It's, it's, it's negatives and it's and it's pluses to it. But when it comes to the the music shit, now nah, I can give you element element on that. Like Memphis has a fucking music buzz. Motherfuckers is getting on. They don't have to really do too much to get on. Just kind of see the the play, the 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 format, the format, how shit roll out, and just mm-hmm. and 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 take the buzz. Cause that's what Atlanta is doing. Like. Minnesota doesn't have that. Minnesota is in a, in a purple sleep. That's Prince City. So it takes an awesome fucking artist to be able to do something there. Other than that, ain't nobody hearing that shit. Because every other rapper that's there, nobody's really listening to the music. Nobody's really fucking with it. You know, some people might come across my shit and, you know, or maybe or whatever, because maybe cause, because I'm there, but then it's like, I just did show overall that, you know, I'm authentic about what I'm doing. So I don't really mind about like where I'm from and shit like that, but that shit's just different. But um, as of right now, I, I feel like Memphis showing me more love. You know what I'm saying? They showing me more love to like where I put at in my career. My manager sitting back here, Purvis, you know, he from Memphis. You know, these niggas sitting right here, they from Memphis, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think that's where, where, where it stand out at. But at the end of the day, like, I'm fucking with who fuck with me. Yeah. So that's just what it is. I got you, man. So what had uh, motivated you to start rapping at first? Man, what, what, what motivated me to start rapping was seeing my partner Sleepy Roo rap, man. I call him Lil Mike, and my partner Trap was rapping. They was rapping way before I was, I was just in the streets, like, for real, for real, like, really doing this shit. I ain't time I was just fucking around, just playing, but I leave that at that. You know what I'm saying? And just watching them. I'm in Minnesota, you know, in the trap or whatever. I'm watching them do music. I'm liking this shit. And you know, uh, just speaking on uh, Sleepy, you know, he, he was a very good, outstanding artist for East Memphis. Like, I felt like if he was alive, like that nigga was going to blow. And he. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. He's an artist from East Memphis that was fucking with Zazilla. And Zazilla at that time had, you know, a good movement with Yo Gotti with CMG. So Zazilla was, uh, shout out to Zazilla too, man. You know, he showed my partner Sleepy Love, though. That was real love by putting some light on East Memphis. Cause that's the only light that I can acknowledge that I seen that a motherfucker put on East Memphis like that for our generation to respect, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Sleepy end up, you know, passing away and unfortunate situation kind of happened with that. And uh, as he was alive, you speak on the highlights, like, you know, dude had real fucking music, like the shit on YouTube, check, man, go to YouTube and motherfucking look up Sleepy Root, check me out and shit still doing numbers to this day. And like, you know, he was doing music with uh, Moneybag Yo before Moneybag Yo even blew up and became the successful artist that he is. You know, Moneybag, this is just 100. Anybody from East Memphis, they know. Everybody from Memphis, they know. It's just facts. Like, you know, Sleepy was fucking with everybody, showing everybody love, and you know what I'm saying? Moneybag Yo was fucking with Sleepy because Sleepy was showing them love, you feel me? And out of that situation, by homie not be able to, still push his career. Moneybag Yo did something smart and he kept pushing this shit. And he put himself in a situation where 
he at right now. You know what I'm saying? That's that's just facts, bro. You feel me? That's all facts. That's all East Memphis facts. So I feel like Sleepy Man, um, man, he's an influence on everybody. Me too. Influence on everybody know him. You feel me? Some type of way. So, you know, I feel like just him passing away, it influenced me and shit. And then, you know what I'm saying? I went to prison for a little second, you know. I went to prison for a little second, like 15 months and shit. And, you know, I was sitting back and, you know, had the little JPay music thing and looking through magazines and shit. I think that was 2017. I seen the double XL. There's a few few or two artists. I'm like, you know, this shit all right. But I wasn't fucking with it. So I'm like, damn, man, these niggas is getting in? I know I can get in. And then, you know, I just got out, got in the streets and my shit, I, I, at, at that time, I was having some rapper money. But, you know, I just decided to, hey, you know, I just want to just shit, just do music. I ended up meeting uh, 50 Cent. He came to uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. He was doing a, a promotion for uh, F and Vodka. And I was the first person in line, had two, two bottles of F and. I, st- I got professional photos from this guy named uh, Jeff Croyle in Minnesota, who do shout out Minnesota, shout out to him. Like he did the, 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 the professional photo work for his act being there. And I just like reached out to him and um, got my photo back from him. And, you know, he was like, uh, you know, I like the photo. And I was like, yo, people reaching out to me right now, they think I'm a manager or some shit. I'm like, I just took a picture with him. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, he reached back out to me and he was like, uh, you want to open up for Gilly the Kid? And I was like, I was like, hey, I ain't fucking rapping really. You know, he, he just called me out, you know, or whatever, you know. And I was like, shit, fuck hell yeah, you know. And he was like, well, he charged me, you know, a little small fee to open up for Get It A Kid, but it was well worth it. Like, Get It A Kid, a real nigga. Yeah. Like, dude is a real, real, real nigga. Like, uh, so, you know, I opened up for him and shit. And, um, you know, I had a chance to meet him, had the best performance that night. I, I was the first artist to open up in uh, Pyramid in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It was a strip club. They closed it down now, but I was the first artist to actually perform and then had the best performance that night. So Get It A Kid seen that, invited me to his booth and shit. I chopped it up with him and it was love. And uh, and my partner from Atlanta and shit, one of my other partners and shit, you know, um, you know, he kind of knew more about his background than I did, about the boxing and shit like that. I didn't really know too much about all that. And he was just chopping up, so he kind of gained more chemistry and shit. And then, I, you know, I was sitting in my Mustang outside the club just smoking weed. You know what I'm saying? That's Minneapolis, really my city. Like, I ain't capping on shit like that. Like, motherfuckers fuck with me in that city, so I'm just sitting there smoking. And Giddy the Kid just came out the club and just walked up on me. And you can see that Philly look in him, like, you know, like, that nigga a shooter, you know? He just walked up to my window and just shook my hand. I swear, my right hand to God. He shook my hand and hopped in a small sprinter and left. So, like, the, like those small symbols just solidified me, like, this shit is on. You know what I'm saying? And, um, shit, man, here I am, man. I, yeah. I, I did a lot of shit in Minneapolis, bro. Yeah, that's what's <laughs> up, man. Yeah. All right, so your new single, is that Blow a Bag? That's one of my, uh, one of my latest singles that I dropped this year. Okay. You know, uh, did a feature with a younger artist and try to, you know, get more relevancy of hip hop, try to stay within the culture and don't get outside of the culture type of shit. And just, you know, fuck with the artists that's willing to work, you yeah. know? That's a good track. Okay. 
So what's the single that you're pushing right now then? Uh, the latest, the latest single that I'm pushing out right now is called uh, Trap Star. Okay. You know, I'm Young JR by the way, so y'all can look me up, Young JR, and search Trap Star as one of my uh, recent singles. It's kind of uh, really for a promotion photo shoot that I did with some, with some chicks to kind of just get the music going, you know, and um, that's, that's the latest single for right yeah. now, but I, I got something coming though. Okay. Yeah, okay. got something heavy coming. we get to that later. Okay. All right, so uh, you got this brand, Legit Licks Nation, right? Legit Lick motherfucking nation. You know <laughs> what I'm saying? Yeah, I even got the shirt on, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, that's the CEO back there, Purvis okay. Payne. So Legit Lick Nation is a major music distribution company. You know, so you have all the assets that you need to do to put you in a place that you need to be if you wouldn't to invest your money and the time. And everything is legit and, you know, you get back what you put in. You know, I'm getting paid for my music, so it's all good, you yeah. know? And then it's just, it's just a good opportunity for an artist to experience the independent world and build them up if they do side, decide to sign with a major. Because all majors are not hurting people. In most situations, it's the artists and then they blame the labels of course yeah so you know they got that <laughs> shit kind of fucked up but i ain't one of them people though but yeah you know logilic nation is a major distribution company for artists so if anybody out there to get talent and you know you want to get out there get a buzz and you know get your shit off the ground and shit be better than me if you can i would i would like for you to you know yeah. or try you know so those are people to get at. Legilic Nation on all platforms. You can look it up. Okay. Did you reach out to them or did they come find you? Man, that's a damn good question. Uh, <laughs> man, Mario. Mario, you know what I'm saying? Mario, uh, Glam Life PR. I actually went through a PR when okay. I first started doing music because I, I, I really was sitting back with the money, didn't know what the fuck to do. So I was just like experiencing shit. So I'm on YouTube looking shit up. Like, how do you become a rapper? You know, and they, <laughs> they like, you know, you need to get a PR. I'm like, what the fuck is PR? A Siri, PR, <laughs> you know, public relation. I had to learn what a PR was. They market and promote and they find people for you and make you itineraries. And, and man, I was probably, I started off probably paying a thousand dollars a month if you want a real PR, you gotta pay that real money for the information. So if you consuming the information enough to like see ahead after that, you don't have to really keep fucking with them. Or you can kind of lower your budget a little bit because they, they see that you understand what they doing for you mm -hmm. versus the artists that just don't know what's going on and just continue to keep paying. So uh, it was one of those situations that, you know, they start having me do shows, A3Cs and, you know, that format. And I was just learning more about who they were still. And then the other part was the distribution. So I knew that was two things that came up with some of the YouTube videos that I'd be looking up. And that shit really helpful though. Cause you, oh, get yeah. to, you get to learn from real, you know, professionals that have a story that can tell you what you need to do to become an artist. Mm -hmm. So I think I followed those two with the PR for a good month or so and they, and they came up with the distribution idea and, um, you know, it looked like a good move. It ended up being a good move and shit, shit's moving. Yeah. And shit, here I am right now, you know. So, it's official. For sure. Yeah, man. Um, 
What has being a father taught you about life? <laughs> uh, being a father, man, that's a good question, man. It told me that I have to. Use, it taught me that I have to use my mind more, and, and and not and not react so fast to every everything, you know. Because I really be wanting to just fucking just take it there and just end it all and just say fuck it. I go to jail or if I get called or somebody bail me out or whatever. You know what I'm saying? But I had to just think about that innocent kid that's probably like waiting for dad to call or probably waiting at the bus stop. Like you niggas watch Blow. You know what I'm saying? Hey there. Ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah. Or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. Like this shit make me think like if you let this situation become so powerful that you're powerless and then trick you out of the people that really depends on you. So I think me having kids really made me really think more because I probably would have been destroyed so many people out here right now, especially all the little fuck shit that people be trying when they know you're trying to get to a place, a certain place, and sometimes they don't see themselves in that vision. It's not because I'm not allowing them. It's because it's like, it's like what Snoop Dogg said, like, you know, I'm elevating, I'm going up. And as I'm elevating, you got to come up with me. You got to stay with me. So if I keep going, you can't say I left you hanging and stop fucking with you. You know what I'm saying? You ain't want to move with me. You know, you got plenty of successful people out here that's, that ain't even rapping really and they good. Tony Ayo good. You don't hear shit about Tony Ayo going through nothing. That's, that's 50 partner though. Tony Ayo is a shooter, though. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I say? So it's just, it's just one of them things, you know? Yeah. Uh, what can you tell us about the single you had bands that you dropped back in 2018? Man, yo, that single kind of like opened me up for everything. That was like my first professional single that I uh, recorded in a professional studio with Jay Estate Sounds, you know? Very professional, stu uh, very professional studio and producers, you know? He don't really rock with me like that, you know, but I'm still gonna give him his, his credit when credit is motherfucking due. Okay. You know what I'm saying? He helped me put that song together and shit. And um, I just pushed that single for like a year. And man, just going through the A3C with it. I end up opening up for a lady named Jamicia Bennett, which is a part of the Sounds of Blackness in Minnesota, which is a, a Grammy Award winning group. There's people like big people in Minnesota. And um, if it wasn't for Purvis, I wouldn't been on that event. Just put that out there. You know, that's what Legitic Nation do for you. So in, in 2018, it was a Super Bowl. And, um, and I ain't never met him, you know? And he just getting shit ready for me to do. And I, I met him when he came and 
the Super Bowl event was at South High School. It was the biggest event in, um, in Minneapolis for the Super Bowl. You had Craig Robinson from the Saints. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, I kind of gave him shit because I'm a Vikings fan a little <laughs> bit, but he seen me perform and shit, so he, he was fucking with me and shit. They had a professional runway with, like, actual models from Russia, different places, mm -hmm. these real people. They brought the real music industry to a high school auditorium or whatever you call the place, the, the, the gym, the gymnasium. You know what I'm saying? They brought it, they brought it there. Uh, Mimi from Love and Hip Hop came, her girlfriend came. I know Mimi from Love and Hip Hop remember when she came to Minneapolis. And I was like, hey, Mimi, and her girlfriend that she with, and she kind of looked at me, you know? And I'm like, this is my motherfucking city. What the fuck are you talking about? You know what I'm saying? I spoke to her and shit, and uh, it was cool. But both of them was cool. You know, everything was, was, was good. And uh, Gucci Man was a no-show. He posted Kane. Oh, really? I don't know what happened with that. But uh, the event was like crazy. So I performed in front of 2,500 people. Nice. Including kids. Like, and that was my first time performing in front of that many people, and then especially kids. And then to see them just bopping to my shit and just going crazy, like I didn't really understand it. Like, like it didn't in there, cause I was like a little nervous. But when I seen the video, I was like, damn, that's a lot of potential right there, you know. So, uh, you know. Oh, that's what's up, man. That's lit. For sure. So, what are you working on right now? What's coming up for you for the rest of 2021? <laughs> what I'm working on right now is this EP. It's okay. called Tales from the Crypt. So if anybody is anybody, you know who that is. It's like an old skeleton guy who mm -hmm. tells stories and shit. Pied and locked your doors and all type of shit <laughs> when he was watching that shit. And uh, I just want to kind of just, and HBO, y'all should bring that shit back out too. And I need to check too, for real. Uh, so I just kind of thought about that idea and then want to kind of just bring that back in general. People kind of remember that and don't forget that shit, you know? And, uh, kind of entwine my music and things I kind of want to speak about. And then also just mix with uh, everything I learned over the four years doing music. And uh, really just try to just come up with a, a, a good project. It will be my second EP that I'll be putting out. So it'll be a five song EP. I don't want to put too much music out there right now because the relevancy of music, like people really don't want to hear that shit. You got to be Drake or, you know, or Rihanna, we still waiting on Rihanna album right now. I know I'm, I'm waiting on the album. I ain't heard the motherfucker, you know what I'm saying? So, so I, I think I'm just gonna stay with five singles for uh, an EP yeah. and, uh, and make that shit be hard, you know, club with it, trap with it, you know, that dark energy, all that good shit, you know, and it's dropping on Halloween. How good do it okay. get? Okay, perfect time if it's title. You know, the tales from the crypt, presented yeah. by Legitic Nation. You know what I'm saying? Right. And that chapter of that would be the angel of music. And that's me. Hmm. So y'all most definitely look into that. All right, I'm finna kill that shit. I'm gonna let my nuts hang on that one. Gots to, man. For sure. Put it in their face, huh? Yeah. All right, you got any last words? Any shout outs you'd like to give before we wrap it up here? Uh, I wanna give a shout out to all my followers on Facebook and Instagram and you know, if people that's watching right now, if you, if you like what I'm talking about, you want to see more, you think you're interested, you know, give me a follow on uh, Instagram, official, the word official, and then young, Y-O-U-N-G-J-R. It's all together. You know, give me a follow. Check out my music. It's in, the, it's in the bio. Give me some feedback. If you're fucking with it, hey, well, AJ, turn it up a little bit. Like, I want to hear all that shit. Uh, 
I also want to give a shout out to uh, if he do see it or y'all help me get it to him, no jumper. You know, I'm trying to get in the mix, want to get in the conversation a little bit. So that's the only shot I got to get at him. You know, that's the only way he probably going to get it. So uh, I just, just shout out to everybody that's, that's fucking with me, man. Uh, no, for, I, 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 I got to say this. Shout out to uh, Derek, Super Unit. That's Lil Webby brother. Both of them push my music. They both of them co-sign my music through Legitic Nation, helping me out doing that. Shout out to Young Buck. You know what I'm saying? Like, homie really was fucking with me when I first started doing music. And I was on a lot of his mixtapes that he was promoting for artists. We talking about the music part of this shit. Like, homie was supporting me. Like, if I DM him or whatever, like, homie respond. So that's just, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, shout out to 50. That's one of the people that I met multiple times. You know, the people that I just bumped, bumped into. Gilly the Kid, you know, Jamisia Bennett, you know, Purvis Payne. Uh, you know, shout out to Rambo, it's I Love Music, Sony Music and shit, you feel me? And, uh, uh, Dirty Glove Bastard, man, we off the porch. For sure. Ain't nobody wanna die, ain't nobody wanna die, ain't nobody wanna die, I just want some peace and Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before.